What's up everyone? This is Pastor Sam. This is Danny. And together we're exploring the Book of Mark. Join us each week as we dive into each chapter outside of our Sunday morning messages as we explore what the book is trying to teach us. And today, chapter 14, the plot to kill Jesus. Jesus anointed at Bethany. Judas to betray Jesus. The Passover with the disciples, the institution of the Lord's Supper, Jesus foretells Peter's denial, Jesus prays in Gethsemane, the betrayal and the arrest of Jesus. Young man flees, Jesus before the council. And last part, Peter denies Jesus. Man, we are in it. We are in chapter 14 as we continue to progress through the book of Mark. We've got two more chapters left. We're excited to finish up this series on Mark. But today we find ourselves in, in chapter 14. And in and, and, and chapter 14, we the main thing, the big verses 1 through 42, really is about the Passover meal. And, and we know what the Passover commemorated, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Passover commemorated the, when the angel of death destroyed every firstborn in Egypt. So yes. ever since then, the Jewish nation, the Israelites, they've been the Jewish nation has been participating in the Passover meal. And, mm-hmm. and this is that... Really, uh, and I, I mentioned last last uh, chapter was that Jesus cont- has a few opportunities to teach his disciples to continue to dis- to, to minister to them, and and this is one of those last times with the Passover meal. Yes, uh, I mean uh, it was it was an important celebration for, for the Israelites, right? They're getting freedom from Egypt from their big oppressor. Uh, they were being taken advantage of it and uh, and being oppressed and. And now God comes to their rescue, and um, and they celebrate it into this day. And I preached on on the Passover, on uh, on the triumphal entry pass, uh, message, uh, the week prior to Easter. So you feel another more about the Passover, what it means, and the the, um, it was a the elements of Palm yeah, Sunday, Palm Sunday. Uh, the elements of it. Uh, you can uh, go back and listen to that sermon. Uh, chapter 14 is such a long chapter then I think we need to be more focused on uh, on a couple of areas rather than um, just go through it because uh, it's it'll be a very long podcast but so I think we should focus on Jesus anointed at Bethany yeah I think that's a very important part uh, there I think Jesus prayer in Gethsemane uh, and I think there is uh, uh, Jesus before the council and the denial of 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 Peter, uh, Peter's yeah. denial of Jesus. I think those areas we we can we can focus a little bit and give some insight to our yeah. listeners about you know, what's going on here in the Book of Mark. Yeah, I mean the books opens up uh, right away, and Mark points out that you know Jesus is in danger. His attackers when they they left him alone during the Passover because they fear for the people, right? And yes, and, and here we find that um, while they may have thought that their timing was they were doing something that that they were in control, it shows here that God is sovereign. Oh. God is sovereign in everything, and everything proceeds according to His timeline. Yes, uh, and as we'll see here, but the anointing in Bethany, though that to the house of Simon the leper, um, the woman who brought this alabaster oil. Talk mm-hmm. to me about about this here, what this represents, because there's a, there's a lot happening here in the passage, and also leading up and pointing to some things in the future as well. Yeah, I think you see the the uh like the reckless love this lady is showing towards Jesus if I could put it that way. She is uh the fact that this uh, this perfume is in a container called the alabaster indicates the enormous value of it. Um I was reading uh sometime this week about that and 
uh, it would be on the millions today if if it was kind of uh, that's the kind of a gift it was for them. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of gift it was for us. It, it, it usually talk like it was a, a month's wage or a day's wage or whatever yeah. they put it for the time. But reality is uh, uh, that was a hard thing to get, and so it yeah. was a very 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 and breaking the jar means it will never be used again. And the jar of alabaster was reusable. Um, you once the perfume is gone, the ointment was gone. You could refill it and would continue to be uh, valuable. So she gives it all to Jesus. It is this unabandoned uh, disposition to bless Jesus with her life. Yeah, I think one thing on this too. Well, well two parts, right? Because we we talked a little bit. Uh, you and I just kind of before we started was about mm -hmm. the heart, right? We talk about we'll talk about Peter's heart in a little bit, but. It, there's two there's two hearts of, of, of intent here I see the first the woman's mm -hmm. and then you see um, the, the the disciples, disciples yeah right how her heart was of worship was of praise was of and she didn't even know but she was preparing him yes. for his death yes and Jesus tells that right uh, yeah. verse eight there she's uh, she, uh, she's preparing my body for burial beforehand I, her actions uh, it was uh, uh, a action of love. It was not. A, it was not of waste. It was no, not of waste. No. Jesus put her action into context. Mm -hmm. As you said, he said the oil was poured on his head and to make him smell good was actually anointing his body, as you mentioned, preparation for death. Yeah, and the other heart you say, you know, is the heart of indignation, right? Yes. People were indignant here themselves. And in Mark's Gospels, uh, the name of the people objecting goes, uh, you know, the people doesn't have a name. They're unnamed. It doesn't they identify them. They're yeah. unnamed. But in Matthew... Uh, is different in, in Matthew Matthew verses chapter 26 28 says that 26 verse 8 tells that was the disciples and then in John it says that Judas the betrayer uh, was the one who was indignant like yeah. so you know we can help the poor with this money yeah. and, uh, and if you think about it his his role with with the disciple was up the like you know the treasurer right so yes. he's looking at thing from a Financial, financial perspective, financial yeah. perspective, and 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 we can make some assumptions about his heart here, knowing what we know about him now. About yeah. him now, but um, how much money could he have could got? He have, yeah, yeah, he was like, though, "Well, yeah. we could have, I could have made some extra money here on this deal." I'm not saying if Judas stole from Jesus' ministry, uh, most likely his character um, was there all along. Yeah, <clears throat> so I'm sure he was uh, betraying Jesus. He didn't only betray Jesus. In verse 10 here, he has been yeah. betraying Jesus for a long time. It just all culminated to this, to yeah. verse 10. But yeah, he, he is, they are indignated, uh, people are mad. And I love this statement from Jesus here. When he said, you know, you're going to have the, uh, you're going to have the poor with you mm -hmm. for a while. For you always have the poor with you. Um, he stated the fact, I mean, that's, that's true to, to us today. Yeah. What, what is, I think, what, where Jesus is punching everybody then and punches us, us today is this. Whenever you want, you can do good for them. But most people don't want to do nothing for the poor. Yeah. Right? So that, this was a complete excuse on their part uh, to not do something for Jesus. And uh, so um, Jesus, like, you know, she knows what is the primary important here. Poor is going to have with you forever. But... I'm not. I'm not going to be here. And you guys don't use the don't don't help the poor anyway. Yeah. So why are you making a big fuss about it? 
I, I think what you're hitting on kind of is like, where is our perspective? Where does it start with our worship, right? If mm. if we're thinking we're serving the poor to serve the poor, but we're serving the poor because Jesus has called us to, if we start with worshiping God first, worshiping Jesus first, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. putting our worship in the proper context, and out of that will flow our service to others. Yes. Because if we're just dependent on our own to serve the poor, serve the poor, serve the poor, what happens over time? We start saying, we start feeling pity for them sorry and that's not the proper way we look at it as like oh man you're always gonna like you're not helping yourself but if we have the proper reference of how we do why we do and sometimes we need to start from there and i think kind of what he's saying i try to piggyback on on your point here that the poor will always be with you but i will not but we should always praise god and serve god in a proper way what what i like about this that i really read at the end here says truly i say to you Wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, that what she has done will be told in memory of her. And I think this is the heart of Jesus, right? He he keeps with this tendency to stand up for the marginalized, and, and uh, including especially this woman right here. Jesus defend this nameless lady. Uh, he or she is nameless, right? Uh, this nameless re- lady. And he memorialize her gift forever he said like what she has done here today mm-hmm. will last forever and I, I mean i i how humbling it is to read about this lady who gave unabundantly to god uh you know it, it is humbling here's the thing though how how Jesus say she did a beautiful thing up uh, earlier, right? Yeah. She did a beautiful thing. She's doing a beautiful thing. And here's the thing: we have the opportunity to do beautiful things for God, and have our and have they start being told for the rest of our lives. Uh, but we're so, st- but we still focus on the economical aspect of that, and then how that could be used differently, right? Look, think about an act of service on a church. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, maybe let, let's use your area, family ministry. Maybe teaching on a Sunday morning uh, a kids kids class, uh, and then blessing a kid with your gift that God has given you, and seeing that kid grow in the image of Jesus and become a more faithful follower of Jesus. As that kid is sixty years old, they will remember the Sunday school teacher that that taught them. Uh, oh, yeah. Back in the day, what, what, this is the same kind of trickle down for us today. I'll always re- remember Maria Borges. Is this Sunday school teacher I had when I was young? We were in Guiana still, so it was prior to 1993, and I was born in 1981. So somewhere in there, that lady taught me, and I remember memorizing scripture with her. I mean, I remember singing hymns with her. Right? She she has passed. She passed about uh, five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I still talking about what she did for me, but she didn't do for me because kids should be taught in, on preschool on on Sunday school will always be there. You always gonna be kids teaching. There is always be kids to be taught yeah. in, in in Sunday Sunday school. Uh, but what she did for God yeah. to my life has been spoken will continue to be spoken for as long as I'm alive and many other kids that she's that she. Um, thought does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, it, it makes complete sense. I mean, I, I have a similar thing too as well. I, I I was just talking to someone who was here the other day, waiting for a meeting, and we just got to talking and sharing, and just kind of sharing with where I come from. I'm not originally from this country. You're not originally from this country. Mm-hmm. We're foreigners in a sense, mm-hmm. um, but we live in America. We love America, and mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the Bible, like I grew up in a whole different religion altogether, mm-hmm. the Hindu religion, 
And I can remember the day, I, to this day, uh, my dad had a, a sister-in-law, sh- and she she wasn't didn't follow the, the religion of Hinduism, but she was a, a Christian lady. And I went to stay with them for you know summer vacation. And guess what they did? They took me to VBS. Oh wow! And I I believe it was at that point in time that God actually something in my in my heart in my in my mind was like, man, this is something is changing. This mm-hmm. is different about this thing. And 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 I remember. And, and she was always loving. She's always kind. Mm-hmm. And um, just to think about those small moments, right? You bring you bring it up to someone teaching on a Sunday morning. We can't. We don't know the impact our service have, especially when it comes to kids. Since we're talking about that context, mm-hmm. that it could have in them in the future. But even beyond that, and how we deal with each other as adults, too. Sure, as well, sure, how, sure. How we treat each other and our coming and going. So I think what we learn here from this passage is that there's always going to be opportunity for us to do a beautiful thing for Christ. Yeah, and and the more you know, as Jesus' words here towards her action, the more I realize that. The twelve never did anything up to that point deserving of such commendation. The disciples themselves, they were like, you know, if you're thinking about it, they were jealous and deceitful and... and, and they wanted to know the, who's going to sit at the right. right and the, the there's left. all these things going on and this lady is just like, you know, I'm gonna, just going to worship Jesus. I'm just going to yeah, serve Him with I all mean, that I have. And then, and then, this, and then it's funny the, how Mark goes from... Telling the story of this complete, <laughs> uh, this complete abandonment, like this lady is like giving it all to Jesus. Extreme view. He switches. Ex- he pivots. He like it's extreme. He goes from like this lady giving it all, the disciples mad at it, to Judas betraying Jesus. I mean, he's a master in yeah. in, in words here in a set in a sense. He's like right. He, look at this contrast in the life of Jesus at the night before. He the the whole thing came to to halt. And this right here is all happening for those kind of keeping track who's been listening to the podcast through each of one progressively. Mm-hmm. We talked about Holy Week yes. and how what happened on Monday, Tuesday. So this is a Thursday. Yes, this is the Thursday when they're having Thursday the, before the crucifixion. This is going on. Maldi Thursday is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So that, that gives you a little timeline of where we're at and, and if you're progressing with us as you listen. So yeah, Judas, uh, you know, goes Betray, on. Betrays yeah. Jesus. And we, we have talked many, many things about that. He, he, he sought opportunity to betray him and this was yeah. it. Uh, I think he was... Um, I, I think... Uh, one of the passages uh, we said earlier on we read that said Satan entered him. Yes. Right. And, yes. And, and it must have been gradual, just seeing an opportunity, seeing, an, and then just, just like we slip, like a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. We all walk a slippery slope if we're not having that heart check daily, mm-hmm. that heart check daily. I don't know what was going through Judas's mind, but you know, based on what we read, um, this is the point where he's come to. He's turning over, and as you said, it's that extreme position, one of worship, adoration. Jesus even says, you know, in the Jewish custom, putting ointment or preparing the body for death, it was a sign of respect. This woman was doing this. She didn't realize it was it was to fulfill prophecy, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, that he was going to die. So now, and you've preached on the Passover with the disciples. We, and uh, we did that. We put the Lord's Supper into that too, yeah. in a, more or less on that sermon. Uh, Sarah did an amazing job on that service. Talking about the Passover and the communion, the, elements, uh, the, yeah. the supper, what they had to do. So that service 
the Palm Sunday service is really tackles this next verses verses 12 uh, through um, 25 so uh, then here on verse 26 we see the beginning of uh, uh, of the betrayal of Peter meaning Jesus foretells the story yeah. and Peter's like heck no it's not happening <laughs> not <right>? me <laughs> if I must die with you I will not deny you uh, and they all said the same I, I love that I think uh, uh, Peter was the mouthpiece for the disciples especially in, the, in this specific event and uh, uh, but he empathetically say no and, and here's the thing you know well, we, well, we, our hearts uh, we will talk about him yeah, in a we'll second talk about Peter. But, but like uh, sometimes we, we're so willing to do the right thing you know, we think we we can do the right thing. We have the strength. We have the power. We have we because we're relying on ourselves. Yeah. On but on, on on but you know when push comes to shove, you know things change a little bit. Uh, I I think Peter is is uh is highlighting this because you know one you know God wanted it to be this way and that way so we read and we can see. But we he he I can make a case for him like because he was kind of loud mouth, he kind of was. Put up as the as the martyr for this whole denying Jesus, mm-hmm. but you notice he says that all of them was gonna run away. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter was just the one bold enough to the, say, "I'm not gonna I'm do not it." Doing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was all of them. Jesus said, "He says like when 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 Jesus tells them that not only will one of them betray them, which he talked about Judas, mm-hmm. but that when it happens, they will all run away. Run away. Yeah." Peter just happened to be able to speak up, so now we oh. identify Peter as like, no, I'm not gonna do it. And Je- and and I love the fact that so yeah, pick back on what you say. Jesus was like, well, let me give you some details about yeah, yeah. how you're going to do <laughs> yeah. it. Like everybody else, they're gonna just run away. It's just true. But you, since you are thinking so highly of yourself here, so let me give you the details so that you don't miss it. Okay. Yeah. Here's the details. There's gonna be three chickens, and they're gonna <laughs> roost roosters. It. Yeah. Well, they're chicken and roosters the same thing. No, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Uh, Which came first, the chicken or the egg? The rooster. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, anyways, so um, dang it, I've started my thing. But anyways, oh no, Jesus, like, let me give you the details of the thing. You're gonna have these this, uh, yeah. these steps. Yeah, specifically. So, so you, you don't miss it. So you don't miss it. Yeah. Uh, and I think is that is uh, once again. Going back to the beginning statement you said is the sovereignty of God being demonstrated even the minimal details in the life of his yeah. disciples and the life of Peter and it's not different from our lives. God knows the minimal details and that's what I love about this part here because Jesus is telling Peter that the minimal details and God knows the minimal details of specific circumstances and moments in our lives. Even moments that we think we can stand up and fight for and we're weak about this and we, we can do it on our own. And God's like, okay, wait, 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 you're actually going to mess up, but don't worry about it. <laughs> I got your back. I understand that you're going to mess up. Or or maybe we don't trust that God has the best intention for our lives, even when the minimal details is happening. And we need to trust Jesus. Peter didn't trust Jesus' words here. He said, like, heck no, that's not yeah. going to happen. I, not I, me. I do not trust your words, Jesus. Yeah. He said, even if I must die with you, I will I will not deny you. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a bold, st- that's a good, cool, great statement. I want, I want that guy riding with me. The, me too. <laughs> I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? And I want to be like Peter here. Jesus, yeah. you know what? It may what it comes, I'm sticking with you. 
Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'm sticking with you. If we, if we think about it, we keep going this way. We all deny Jesus all the time. Well, yeah. Peter is just, he's his one's recording the Bible, so we all read about it. <laughs> Isn't that glad that people don't get to read about the times we, we you and I deny Jesus? Yeah. So, um, anyways, so move on to Gethsemane. Gethsemane. I, I mean, this passage for me is the most oppressed part of this whole gospel. I think we see Jesus' humanity in this passage oh, yes. as well. Oh, yes. yeah. You're talking about uh, spiritual oppression. We have talked about this. Yeah. I think the devil and his foe was pretty heavily trying to mess, like just trying to everybody, mess the Everybody had one mission Jesus. that night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're that, all meeting at the garden. <laughs> that's exactly... I, 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 think, I think that's very accurate what you're saying. I think the devil said, like, I don't care where you are at, demons. We are showing up heavily at Gethsemane because tonight we're getting Jesus. And tonight the death of Jesus yeah. starts and we'll be victorious in the end. And, and I think this is the D-Day for the demonic world yeah. and the life of Jesus and the life of the disciple, meaning the oppression. Yeah. The devil goes to kill Jesus in the cross of Calvary. So that our lives would forever be enslaved to him. Uh, something that he started in chapter three, mm-hmm. chapter two of Genesis, chapter two, three of Genesis, uh, would be culminated right here because he's like, okay, I won then in Genesis. Are we now here in the life of Jesus and God? We're gonna prove it to you that our rebellion in heaven is going to succeed. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I even, I, I know the, dis, uh, the disciples, Jesus is warning the disciples, stand up, pray. Pray, three times. You may not enter into temptation. Pray, pray, stand up. I think, uh, I wonder if the reason why they couldn't uh, stay awake is because the, the evilness of the moment. Well, um, if you think about what is, what is, what is uh, the, the, the significance of 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 the Mount of Olives where they're meeting, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's uh it's it means uh it, it's uh, the slope. Basically, it's the groove of olive trees on a slope. The adjacent park at the top of the hill was used by travelers to rest before they went into the last mile into Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And this is what where it Gethsemane. Gethsemane means oil press, right? It was pressing mm-hmm. uh, because a press was situated on its ground. Um, as we're talking about here, the disciple, the, the apostles slept during this period of agony, um, because I feel like bringing to you said they were being pressed. They were being pressed upon, mm-hmm. like you know, like the the spiritual oppression. Um, they're being. I think of when I, mean, I think of press. I'm trying to think of like just something just coming down and just pushing you down and just yes. pushing you down constantly, constantly. And there's nothing you can do to keep pushing, keep keep. And I think. That's the that's the imagery I get. I wish people could see what I'm doing with my hands right yes. now. Yes. Like, well, wow. I, uh, <clears throat> I I followed this one photographer on on Instagram, and he did took a, a picture at one point of the olive of the olive press. Um, with like people underneath and they're being pressed out. <laughs> no, it is. A, I mean, I even have it here for you, but the, the, oh, the people yeah. cannot. It's an olive press, so they they. Oh, and that was, was a, on. Well, that, that meant, yeah, okay. it was a big wheel that they would press upon. So in biblical times, the farmers would put olives in in the in the true hole of there, and they would press. It was a heavy thing that would crush. Yeah. Uh, so it was a. Uh, 
it was a, think about the symbol, very, think about the symbolism between yes. that. What mm-hmm. what what that does, right? It's crushing the olives and it's squeezing every last ounce out of them. And you now you now you flip that imagery to what's happening with Jesus. What he's praying. He's at the garden. He's sweating to, what blood, blood. Like, drips of blood. Yes, being pressed. The disciples can be up because I think that the oppression is so great. They're just yeah. like their whole. I just see this being like yeah. The devil's yes. like we're tonight. If you think, we're gonna yeah. have our fun tonight. If you think about a battlefield, right? You mm-hmm. have like the twelve apostles and Jesus, and just this whole onslaught of just spiritual thing just happening. Cap- just yeah, yeah. attack after attack after mm-hmm. attack. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the darkest times one of the darkest nights moments in, in history and, and i think so i think jesus teaches us here how to combat evil times oppressive times because we all go through oppressive what do you do when you're oppressed what do you do when you feel like you can't even stay up anymore do you know what you do you pray, pray. Jesus <laughs> tell them, pray, pray 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 christians takes prayer for granted all the time I can tell you how important it is for Christians to pray. When you're being oppressed, when you feel like the the world is crumbling down on you, when you feel like you're under have uh, heavy uh, pressure from in your marriage, in your workplace, from your own mind, in your heart, from people around you. If you feel pressed and that you cannot do it no more, you can't go ahead. You can yeah. live your life. Pray. Pray. Prayer. Now, and also, too, as well, it, it's, it's important to note that prayer should be how we how we approach it. Uh, and, and not that we're going to get the answers that we want, but we have to recognize that the answers that we get is God's will for it. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think people, I think people do, in cases when they do feel like they're in a corner, they do pray. But what they're in, what the what the outcome of that prayer may be, it may not be what, and so they don't believe that their prayers were answered. Sure, sure. Right? That's what I'm trying to get at. Like, it's important to recognize that we pray and God answers our prayer, but it may not be for what we want. Because in our minds, when we're backed into a corner, there's specific things that we want. And we may say, God, I want you to do this. I want I want to see this. And God, that may not be it for us, you know. Well, and 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 I say I've said this before. I don't know if you, prayer is not the wish foundation. No, it's not like your wish foundation. Prayer is your life foundation. Yeah. It's like Jesus was praying here, not so that he wouldn't be crucified. He's he's not asking the disciples here that uh, for for them not for Jesus not to be crucified. This is not it. Uh, Jesus prayed, say, pray that you may not enter into temptation. Yeah, he said the spirit is in verse uh, 39, right? 38. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, watch and pray that you may not enter temptation, as you said, because why? The spirit indeed is willing. Yes. But the flesh, the flesh is weak. Yes. So it is a life and, and, and it's a life matter here. It's not a wish matter here. Yeah. So, so, you know, so most Christians make prayer a wish foundation, you know, a make a wish foundation. No, yeah. it is not make a wish foundation. It's a, it is a life foundation. It's a life support thing. It, it, it is a, important for our life, not important for the wish that we have. And so, and, uh, you know, and so they, they felt to do that. 
Uh, and, but Jesus had their back, and so the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go, uh, be going, see, my betrayed is ahead. And, and Jesus, it is not about keeping Jesus, it's not about asking for Jesus and asking, Gee, God, you know, I don't want to die. God's like, just like, you know, your will be done in my life, God. I, if you can pass the cup, different passage tells us, pass it, but if I'm cool with what you got for me, it is, so I'm praying for my life. Is a life's foundation, is a life support, not a um, yeah. spiritual life support, not a uh, wish foundation. So, and then yeah. Jesus is betrayed, and he goes to you know, um, there's an unfair statement. Uh, you know, uh, he kissed him. I think, you know, I come from a co culture that you kiss those you love. You, I kiss my dad in the cheek, my brother in the cheek. Some people's in the church in the church. Um, in Brazil, when you meet someone for the first time, you give three kisses on their cheek, you know, one, yeah, one inside of their cheek. And if you know someone already, you just give one or two. Yeah. Uh, it's all a sign of respect. It's a sign of admiration. Uh, a man kissing another man in the cheek is a sign of respect. So that I grew up with that. Yeah. Uh, and so Americans don't kiss. Uh, so it's... Um, oh, we got personal bubbles. That's <laughs> true. Uh, so, um, but to be betrayed with the kisses. But in, in and of himself is a bad thing, right? It's a culture thing, right? Sure, yeah. And, it's important, and I think the reason why you bring it up here is not that we're doing anything wrong in today's no, no, society. No, 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 yeah. It's to give context of the culture. Like, yes. this was a sign of respect. Respect, right? admiration. admiration. Yeah. And now how it's being used, it was, it was being flipped on another extreme flipped on his head this was how i was going to identify the one that you're to take mm -hmm. that and this was it it was sealed with a kiss like. yes and then we have then we transition to this this next section here sam verse 51 and the section of pericope says a young man flees this is this is this is we come to see this in mark's writing right there's some weird stuff going just on weird things just put on this sandwich like this yeah. pickle on this sandwich what's the pickle here <laughs> what's the pickle here I don't know. Uh, there's a guy basically naked running around. That's pretty weird. Where do you, where in the world that you know? That's what I love about the Bible. This is what I love about the God's Word. It it is uh, it is authentic. It is honest, and uh, and everything here matters. And I think it, it talks about desperation of the time. You know. Uh, I really, that's what I read here. I really read the, the desperation of the time. Uh, who Who is the young man? It's not identified who it is, but what theologians believe. Yeah, everybody believes this is Mark, Mark. Mark himself. We put a little bits and pieces of what's going on here. Remember, uh, Mark's mom is well known in the church. In the book of Acts, she plays a vital role in hosting the church. Um, and uh, Mark, you know, he um, is he goes with Paul um, to the first missionary um, mission, uh, and you know, there's a fallout there with him. Yeah, his, back. His, his immaturity a little <clears throat> bit at the time, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe his immaturity shows it right here uh, too in this passage, but um, and. Uh, you know, so he he has he has a, a crucial role um, in, in the in the first century Christianity, and so we I think you, you just see here he he's wanted to say it. I was there. Uh, it was a desperate time, a desperate moment. Yeah. The disciples freaking out. Everybody was running uh, to the hills, and 
um, it was it was a desperate moment. Yeah. So just a little, like I said, another another little thing there that's it may seem like man it doesn't belong, but that's that's what you give it mark, right? Yeah. Just drops it to bits and pieces. So now we're at Jesus before the council. So talk to me about this uh, trial by night. I mean, you know, it goes it goes back to what we were just... It's a desperate moment. People are just desperate, right? The disciples are freaking out because Jesus is now uh, in jail, if you if you will. Uh, is being judged uh, un- unjustly already, starting that thing, starting already. And, uh, and the part for me that uh, really strikes me from, on, from verse 53 and on through verses uh, 65 is really verse 55 that says this. Now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking testimony yeah. uh, against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none. I, I mean, uh, for many bore false witness against him, but their testimony did not agree. People are just lying about yeah. whatever. They're just making stories up, and none of these stories were matching. You know this in a judicial law. If you're gonna bring a, someone to trial, you have uh, to have test- correlation. You have to have. Uh, you have to. Someone has to. It correlate. has to correlate. Yes. All these stories has to come together at some point for for the story to be true. To to be uh, you know uh, to be true. So I just. You see here that these people are just, uh, you know, speaking out of ill will, right? Yeah. They just want to see Jesus uh, that. Uh, well, this put is to death, this is evil working here. We, I, I mean, as you said, there's no one corroborating what the what the testimony being brought against him here. Uh, yet, even about it says in verse fifty nine. Well, they were bringing up things that he had said even before in verse 56. We have heard him say, I will destroy the temple that's made with his hands and in three days build another. Yet even about these testimonies, they did not agree. Uh, the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, have you no answer to make? And he said, what is it that these men testify against you? But he remained silent and made no answer. Yes. So it's just that it is said uh, that they were unable to find the right witness to bring charge to Jesus. Nothing is stu- stuck on the ministry of Jesus. Uh, they tried to bring all this other uh, accusation and, and nothing, nothing, nothing came together. But guess what? They went through with it and uh, charged him with blasphemy. And, uh, and they began to spit on him and to slap on him and... Um, you know, just just so pretty sad. It just brings me um, sadness to see that Jesus went through such an unjust time for me, for you, for us. It didn't have to be this way. Um, um, yeah, I think we we know for a fact that the high priest and and the Sanhedrin wanted to to kill him, right? They wanted they wanted to bring something about, but they couldn't do it themselves. Because they were unable to do so, only the Roman government could order an execution. Yes. So they settled on the charge of blasphemy. Uh, blasphemy, which according to the Jewish law was punishable by death, but it was not according to Roman law. We also know that they had nothing to accuse him with until Jesus himself acknowledged the truth about himself. Jesus acknowledged in verse, what does it say here, verse... Jesus said in verse 62, I am, and you mm-hmm. will see the Son of Man seated on the right hand of heaven. 
hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. And, and it's at this point the high priest tore his garments, tore his clothes, and um, said, you know, said, what further witness do we need? You have heard his blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it goes back to something here, too, as well. We talked about even in a couple podcasts before when we started over here at the beginning. It says that the the chief priests and elders wanted to find ways to, to plot to kill him, but they couldn't do it during the day. And he talked about people standing up for, for, for Jesus, Jesus. Mm-hmm. and how because of the possibility of riots and stuff like that. So here at nighttime, they have less of that to deal with, right? They have less of riots, possibly people coming in, the, in Jesus's defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 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 it's interesting for us. We read the passion and we see the injustice and we see like, man, why didn't Jesus say something? Why didn't he? Why didn't? But it's all part of God's sovereign plan. <clears throat> Right, and it's his his mm-hmm. timing, and it says that these things were to happen. He even talked about the prophecies. How many prophecies are being fulfilled right here in these passages? But but uh, on that note, there uh, I, there was a study I did uh, a while back that talks about the importance of silence, and and sometimes uh, if you are wrong, you try to play defense, you try to justify your actions, you try yeah. to justify so. Um, so the the silence here in Jesus really meant that he was right and he was not the one who's going to bring justice. Right. Jesus was not and I think there's a lesson for us here at times that sometimes we just want to bring justice with our own power and and reality is is that some at some point we need to allow God to bring justice to specific circumstances in our lives, right? Yep. So Jesus here not fighting back is not because he uh, is it, partially is because it's God's sovereignty. It's because it's going to go down. He knows yeah. it. He submitted to the plan for sure. But on the other side is this is this idea that you know what. I can't bring justice to this moment right now. I got to rest in God, who is the one who's going to bring justice to this injustice has been done to me. And he sees that when he is in throne, right? When yeah. he is resurrected mm-hmm. and now sitting in the right hand of God. Mm-hmm. That's the justice that Jesus was uh, looking for. Not necessarily condemnation of these guys forever. Jesus was forgiven even unto this part. So the fact that Jesus was quiet here, play, play on two courts. Like, you know yeah. what? Uh, first, I, 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 there is nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. I don't have to speak to it. God, the one who knows all things, who knows my heart, who knows the plan, He's the one who's going to bring justice because of what's going on in your heart, in your mind, and what you're trying to do, uh, that everybody knows it is wrong. And then, uh, oops, but there's the other side. There is the prophecies. There is yeah. the plan. There is God's will, and I'm submitted to it. So it is twofold there. But the study that I that I uh, partook talk about this, the idea of justice and how uh, people who are who usually who are wrong try to defend themselves in the process of justice. Yeah. And 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 um, so yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think it's important for us to recognize. I think it's knowing when. A lot of times, and we we come across injustice in ourselves, and we want to see things happen right away, right sure. there, right mm-hmm. there in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and a lot of times we just have to know that ultimately God God sees everything, and and God will ultimately even the scales out of the. He's the one that is gonna be the final judge and everything. And a lot of times we we were wanting. I feel we focus so much so on people's affirmation or people's thoughts and thinking about us uh, when mm-hmm. we should be focused more on 
how God sees things and, and, and knowing that God is always always going to do right by us, right? Yeah. When we, see, when we are in an injustice moment, we see that the other individual are winning and we are losing. You know, here you could definitely see that the high priest and all of them, they were winning and Jesus were losing, right? That's If, if you're going to take on that perspective right here, Jesus is losing right now. Yeah. Right? He's getting spit, he's getting, you know, clubbed in the head and, you know, blows, uh, you know, with the blows there means that he was being spanked uh, with some wooden um, uh, apparatus, you know, so Jesus is losing here, right? Uh, but in reality, he's not. Uh, in, in reality, in, in God's plan, in God's sovereignty, and what God had for him, he was actually winning. So we cannot use worldly perspective on the spiritual circumstances. So um, a lot of us are so caught up in winning right now that we forget that we don't have to win right now. Um, we just, uh, you know, we just yeah. need to have peace. I say this often, I don't want to be right because being right sometimes is winning. I don't want to be right. I just want to have peace. Oh, and nice. I want to have peace with God and with myself. So, um, I think I'm getting old, Danny. You know, I'm looking <laughs> yeah. for peace, not to be right. A lot of people are looking to be right. Yeah. How much debate on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter about being right? A lot of us are looking for justice in our time. And we need mm -hmm. to just trust and have faith that, that God will ultimately give us, will ultimately handle justice. But in the, until then, he gives us peace. I mm -hmm. think that's what you're leaning towards. Yeah. Like, yeah. We need to have peace in mm -hmm. that. And we need to find that peace. And it's hard. It's very hard and difficult because, you know, we live in a world and we're confronted with it all the time. Like, you know, where's your justice? Where's your justice? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we have to trust and know that God is handling it and we get the peace from him in the, in the meantime to, to hold on to that. So it's important. Well, the last part here... Uh, Peter denies Jesus. Yeah, we, we, we referenced this a little bit early on because earlier in the chapter, it's such mm -hmm. a long chapter, yeah. Jesus tells him that, hey, buddy, I know you're, you're gung-ho and all, but here is exactly and specifically how you're going to uh, deny me. Here is you're going to do this. As the staff before, we were uh, doing the uh, Easter season, like the yeah. prior to Easter, we were reading the book of John, John yeah. uh, together, the Gospel of John together, and then, uh, we were in awe of how many the the, the how silly Peter yeah, yeah. How, how silly was the denials of Peter yeah. like everybody knew the guy was with Jesus yeah. and he was like oh I, I'm, me not I'm me not oh. me no we, you know it's like uh, it's like uh, uh, you know your wife bakes the cookies she puts it in a jar and she say don't touch it and then. She turns around and you open the lid and you're eating one. And she turns around and you have cookies all over your mouth, all over your hands. And she's like, you're eating. No, I, I didn't get anything. It wasn't me. You know, and the same thing with uh, Peter here. You know, the, the courtyard servant girl, you know, I uh, see him and... Weren't you with Jesus? Nope. But nope. you're a Nazarene boy. You can hear your accent. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, it was just so silly. Desperate times, man, makes us do some desperate things, um, some unthinkable things. And it says he began to to curse and even to swear. Like how <laughs> was that me, man? Come on, you're this is a this is talking about injustice. You are cursing me unjustly, <laughs> you know. And uh, play deep. Um, 
Uh, but and, why do why do you think Peter followed though? I I always thought that that was interesting, right? Like, I mean, do you think that he thought that maybe would Jesus would perform a miracle or something? Do you think that because he witnessed so many things? Do you think he was waiting to kind of see what Jesus would do? Oh man, I I think that I partially I I think there's so much going on on Peter's heart right now in in mind right now. He's like, wait, this guy was supposed to be, what? He was supposed to be the king. He's supposed to take Caesar down. And then he came out and did all these miracles. We know that he can do all that. He can make yeah, they're, people's, he, he lift people. He, people were dead and they come. he brought a bachelor. Wait, wait, and then now he's been spanked, spit on? What? Well, like, well, he, do you think maybe he thought that this was the beginning of the revolution? Because we talked about how... They thought this was how the Messiah was to come and do mm -hmm. these things. Yes, and he was like, yes. "Oh man, this is it. This is the beginning of it." But then he sees Jesus being tied, being tortured, being spit upon, being beaten, and he's like, Whoa, he, "All wait, of a sudden, he's, he's not like, going to stand up for it." He's like, oh, "Oh, now I'm confused again. Now I'm discouraged, and now it's just me. Where's the everybody?" everybody else? Oh yeah, I I can't imagine the just the, the thought process to think about it. A lot of times we read back and we're like, "Oh yeah," but it put ourselves in that situation. Then has you ever been caught by surprise by someone's statements by you know yeah. an event that happened? You're like, you can't just process it right away. You're like, "What just happened?" Wait, 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 wait. I got. I got well, I got to wait here for a second think about a few things before yeah. you well, know people we know people do awful things make make horrible decisions when they're under pressure right sure yeah they're afraid and oh we can both agree that this guy he's afraid here for sure and he's under pressure yes well he's been under pressure even in, we it, we talk about the spiritual battle right that's right God's not pressure, pressure on them yeah mm -hmm. so i mean the enemy is working, you know, working. And we see that he swore that he would even die with Jesus. He falls victim to his weak and sinful nature. I know. Can you imagine here? Like, I am pretty sure he's thinking about that. Like, I just said I'm going to die with this guy. And now he's going to die. I mean, the process does not look pretty. Because at this point, Jesus is still haven't gone in front of Pilate and all this stuff. Yeah. So death wasn't still... A reality for Jesus right. into this time, yeah. but he's definitely getting a spanking. Things are just not looking pretty, yeah. and uh, and Peter's like, even I think his question, "What is my role here? Do I I can't defend this guy? There's too much. Go I had to have no yeah. power. Can you imagine how for for the one who has been protecting Jesus this whole time, even at the garden, he cut somebody's ear. Yeah, yeah. Right. Someone who has been protecting Jesus this whole time to f come to this point and be like. Oh, I'm powerless here. I can't yeah. do nothing. Yeah. Uh, and 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 the part that I that I really like about this. I mean, we can talk about it at all, but I think uh, it is we should end this podcast talking about the last verse, right? Yeah. Which is on on chapter fourteen, verse seventy-two. The last part of it. Before the rooster crows twice, you deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. Yeah, we started. You know, he he remembered yeah. what Jesus said, and and then this part for me was like he broke down and wept. Yeah, we we started this podcast looking at the heart, right? With the, mm -hmm. the at the heart, with the heart of the 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 heart of the matter, the heart of the matter, in the sense of with the woman and mm -hmm. and the disciples. Mark doesn't identify who, and we looked at the posture of their heart in there, and I think. Here too as well, we see Peter's heart. Yes. 
Yeah. He, I mean, he. I think he. The word broke down and wept. It really means he was all. Uh, he was desperate. Like yeah. he, he was unabandoned. Like he. The moment was all consuming to him. Yeah. Um, I mean, the guy. He was overwhelmed. I think uh, he was overwhelmed because I think, even up until this point. Even even in the midst of this dark time, even in the midst of Jesus going through what he's doing, Jesus, when the rooster crowed, Peter realized that God is sovereign. That was a miracle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's looking for a miracle. He got one. Yes. The rooster crowed. I he mean, already for, knew that. He, he, yeah. He, he, if he's overwhelmed, then it's like, how am I going to defend Jesus? What's going on? This guy is not the root through Jesus. Whatever is going on in his mind, what are yeah. the battles are going on in there, in his heart? Deep down, deep down, he remembered this is the guy. Yeah. He is the Christ. I professed that earlier yeah. on. Now he's... And you think he's weeping more for like... And maybe we're putting into the past. You think he's weeping more for not 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 holding on to that truth that he had been learning and gaining up until that point? Like... Oh, I know. think you made a good point there. You think like, he's like, oh man, I know I know I, all I, this. I knew, I knew I all knew it. this. I knew it. I knew Why it did I doubt? Why did I doubt? Yeah, like, I knew this. Why did I doubt that I know the man? He been been speaking of this yeah, for a while now. Yeah. I I'm just I just cuss it out. I just yeah exactly. I just this whole scene right here, and it's like still a matter of the heart, right? Sure, still, sure. still, still recognizing and realizing that because sometimes it's hard for us to admit like when when we're wrong on things, mm-hmm, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Peter was wrong in here, yeah, in the sense that he denied Jesus, right? But I think, I think he his weeping and his breaking down. If I could add to it, I think he's like, man, I I knew it. I why did I doubt? Mm-hmm. Why did ah. I doubt that? Why did I doubt that this was all gonna happen? He told us he's gonna. I he's can gonna, rule the son that. of man will be delivered and, yeah. and be crucified, but three days later he would rise again. Yeah, I can rule with that. I think I think you're right. I think um, he's like, man, I remembered. He said it. He has been said all along. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, how full am I? Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, but, I don't know. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it's a great chapter. Obviously, we're going to get into the next last two chapters of this book, which it kind of heats up. We kind of know where the story's headed if you, you've been with us. Um, but this is at that point right here, right? So we'll see. We'll see some more. We'll talk a little bit more about chapter 15 as that comes up. But any last words for chapter 14 as we kind of put a, put a pin on this one? The heart, Danny. The heart goes yeah. back to the lady. The heart. Yeah. You gotta have an abandoned heart towards Jesus. You have to give it all to the guy. Uh, if you have whatever you have of worth to you, yeah, should be released to the Lord, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. That's 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 where I go to. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I think we kind of started off looking at that. We ended on that, and I think there's not much to be said yet because we could find all these other things but I think everything comes back to the posture of the heart as we always say you know before we sign off be blessed have a great week thank you everybody for joining